This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kevin Harlan on the call of a Saquon Barkley touchdown earlier this season. It is BetQL Daily. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth off today alongside Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. You can watch the show. YouTube, search Odyssey Sports, and of course, live on Twitch every day from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, twitch.tv slash BetQL. If you miss anything, you get us as a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, search for BetQL Daily, and then subscribe and get caught up uh, on, for example, Jeff Feinberg earlier, who helped us with some angles on the Cognizant at PGA National. We'll give you our plays on that before the end of the hour. And there's a new mock draft out. We talk about Mel Kuyper's mock draft and what it looks like, plus the first day of combine workouts now just 24 hours away in Indianapolis. Dive into that in 20 minutes. And we'll continue our countdown to opening day in Major League Baseball as well at the top of the third and final hour, 11 a.m. Eastern. We got you covered. 30 days till opening day. We talk home run leaders one hour from now. But let's power rank. We love power rankings. And interestingly enough, it looks like all the big names, not all the big names, a lot of big names are going to be available at running back, Joe. Um Saquon, probably available. We know Derrick Henry's going to be available. Possibly Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, just a few uh, names. Uh, DeAndre Swift that will be out there and available. The running back market over the last decade has absolutely nosedived. Nobody goes out of their way to commit to a running back long term, much Mm -hmm. less uh, go out and draft one or spend big money on one in free agency. Nonetheless, They're still important to what a lot of offensive coordinators want to do, at least in balancing the offense. And we've talked about how defense has gained some ground over the last few years. So teams looking to build off time of possession, things like that. They want to have somebody they can trust in the backfield. And you got to be multifaceted as well. I mentioned Pollard, Eckler, Swift. Uh, You got to be able to catch the ball. So let's power rank. We each power rank three of those available free agent running backs on the market in 2024. I'll let you start. Yeah, and, and let me just say this before I give my list. If you want to call me an ageist, I would probably agree with you when it comes to this. Oh, don't, don't you completely understand what's happened in the running back market? It makes perfect sense. When you're building a roster and where you want to put your assets, we all know it starts with quarterback, and you've got nothing if you don't have at least uh, a quarterback that you can depend on, right? Um And then, of course, you want to build the offensive line and now playmakers on the outside, moving up the charts a little bit to to most teams. And what's the last thing that you address? 
probably running back or guard, right? You know, centers near the top, tackles are near the top. Uh, number one receiver, at least. You want another weapon mm-hmm. on the outside, too. Some teams uh, believe in spending or using a high draft pick and tight end. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, hey, the team that just won the Super Bowl, best tight ends ever, right? He's going to be end up in the Hall of Fame. I I get what's happening in the league, and I support what's happening in the league. You can always find – you can find undrafted guys. And, yeah, like – It's hard to find an Arian Foster. It's hard to find a Priest Holmes back in the day. Never drafted. An all-time players for a short period of time. And that's what we have to keep going back to. All these guys, short period of time. Um, Recent years, you could find, you know, mid-round draft picks for a short period of time. They were awesome. So dipping into the free agent market, I'm just, am I going to overpay for what Saquon's going to be? And what Saquon did last year? In his 14 games, he didn't have a 1,000 yards. But people talk about him like, oh, my God, he's going to completely change the offense. Maybe CMC did with, with the Niners now that he finally stayed healthy. But look what he has. He's got the perfect play caller. He's got the perfect weapons everywhere around him. He's got the all-world tackle on that offense. So, I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Like, if, if we look at... The, the rushing leaders this past season, of course, it's CMC in a runaway. We all understand why he was always going to be the offensive player of the year, but look after that. Oh, it's Derrick Henry. Okay. Okay. He's a, he's a good name. He's one of the names that we're going to talk about here. No, what I'm looking at, Chris, is if we go from Derrick Henry down, let's do a 200-yard range. Mm-hmm. There's okay. 15 guys. 15. So... My team building, I'm not going to overspend. I'm not going over one of the uh, going after one of these getting value. I understand that's exactly what I'm doing. And ages, like if we're looking at yards per attempt, look at the ages. The outliers are your James Connors, your your guys that are close to thirty. Majority of the those fifteen guys I'm talking about are in their mid twenties. So just the explanation from where I'm going. Number three, I'm shocked that Antonio Gibson's still only twenty five years old. Hmm. I'm going to use multiple backs. And when you look at the number of free agents that are probably going to get signed before Gibson, I'm going to get an extreme amount of value on Gibson. I don't think I'm going to have to pay much for him. People kind of forgot that he exists out in Washington. Um, I I would take a look at him. He's a a guy that maybe buy low and uh, he can ball out for a year or two. And that's all you need. And the reality is, then you're moving on to the next guy. Number two. Oh, yeah. Another guy. 25 years old. My guy. Maybe I accidentally made multiple rushing yard leader bets on him on a Friday when I was very tired at the end of the week. But DeAndre Swift is available. And when he gets his chances, like first half of the year, he was phenomenal. A part of the problem is game script got away from the Eagles this past year and their defense one of the worst in the league, if not the worst. And they were trailing in a lot of games that he didn't get a ton of opportunities. But when he's given opportunities, another guy that I think you could find some value on, DeAndre Swift, I would put him number two. And he's probably going to cost a lot, but maybe teams overspend for Henry or Saquon or Eckler. And maybe you can get a value play on Josh Jacobs Yeah, at 26 years old. Like, 
if I'm looking at Jacobs and Saquon, like I'm kind of flipping a coin on which guy I want. And I think I need to, and I'm going to end up spending less on Jacobs compared to Eckler too. So uh, my three, I'd go value hunting, Gibson three, Swift, mm -hmm. get I get some good play out of him for a couple of years. And if I'm willing to spend a little bit more, more money, Jacobs, a couple of years ago, he was your rushing leader. The guy could still get it done. He he's got a lot. He's got a lot of tread on the tires still. So I I get your perspective and I understand where you're coming from. I even agree on one of these picks and have them in my top three. But I looked at it a little bit differently, especially when I took into account some of the teams that are favored to be the next team for some of these big name free agent backs. And you see a lot of the same teams showing up near the top of those boards, whether it's for Barkley or Jacobs or Henry, you see the Ravens, you see the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chargers in a couple spots, um, teams that are either saying goodbye to one back and maybe bringing in another. It's why I said earlier, it might be kind of like a game of musical chairs uh, at running back this off season where, guys swap spots without being traded. And I also looked at the offensive lines in those places and how they relate to the backs available on the free agent market. And I get it. You're right. Just about everybody has a two back system now. Um, mm -hmm. But I want my one a guy and look, it's successful for a lot of teams. Um, I would even say here in Pittsburgh where I am, where nobody expected it to be a two-back system this year because Mike Tomlin abhors a two-back system. He wants to have his one guy, his workhorse that he leans on, and maybe somebody else will touch the ball three times a game, if that. But he found, finally found his way to getting a little bit of balance between Najee Harris, who he's absolutely in love with as his workhorse, and Jalen Warren, the classic undrafted guy off the street, right? Um, so... If Mike Tomlin can find his way to finding a timeshare, I can find it too. But you need your lead guy, your 1A to your 1B, to still be someone who can be a 300, or excuse me, a 250 to 275 attempt, maybe 300 attempt guy. Um, and so number three, before we get to those big workhorse type backs, I do agree with you on DeAndre Swift. I think there's a ton of value there. I think he could be a 200. I know he's smaller, um, but he could be a 250, 275 carry guy. Um, and I don't know how many 25 year olds are out there who can give you four and a half yards per carry at less than $8 million a year, which is what DeAndre Swift's market is going to be for three years. You're telling me I can invest $25 million, which is less than I'm going to pay on a quality quarterback for one year and get a quality 1A running back for three, maybe four years? Absolutely. Uh, yes, he did it behind the Eagles' offensive line, and I understand because of Miles Sanders going bust in Carolina from a great offensive line, one of the best in the league, to a terrible offensive line, one of the worst in the league. There are going to be similar questions about Swift and whether it was only about the Eagles' offensive line. But look, you can give this guy 20 carries a game. He only got that twice this year. He could catch the ball another handful of times every week out of the backfield. And he could get you double-digit touchdowns between rushing and receiving and 1,300 yards. DeAndre Swift is capable of all that. So I agree with you. He's in my top three. But he's only my number three because at number two. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I will give ageism a stiff elbow in the face. Derrick no, Henry. Get out of here. Tennessee had the worst offensive line in the league this year. True. Worse than the Giants, worse than the Panthers, worse than the Commanders. An awful offensive line. And less than proven quarterback play, too, by the way. And he still did his thing. Still had over 3.3 yards after contact per touch. And he continues to diversify. Becomes more and more of a weapon in the screen game every year. He's almost 30. But almost is the important qualifier here. Derrick Henry still has a couple of good years left in the tank, especially behind a quality offensive line, if you can get them behind one as a 1A in a place where they understand how to utilize Baltimore. I'd hate to see him in the AFC North, but Baltimore makes a ton of sense. Dallas makes sense. And number one, it's not just because he's a Penn State guy. I'm not being a homer, I swear, but Saquon. Saquon Barkley has worked behind You talk about bad offensive lines. I'll run down the offensive line rankings for the New York Giants for the last four seasons, going backwards. 30th in 2023, 30th the year before that, 30th the year before that, 31st the year before that. The man has been beaten into bits and pieces behind trash offensive lines and still has a couple of 1,300-yard seasons to his credit. When he is healthy, he's a a 4.5-yard per carry, 1,300-yard a year, 10 to 12 touchdown guy with another handful on 40 to 50 receptions and not just bad offensive lines. Look at the OCs he's had to work with. Great offensive minds like Mike Shula and Jason Garrett before Mike Kafka took over a couple years ago. And that hasn't exactly gone well either. I mentioned middling quarterback play when I mentioned Derrick Henry and the offense he was in in Tennessee. Danny Dimes there. That's all I have to say in New York. So get Saquon in an offense with a decent coordinator, a quality offensive line, and a quarterback who can give that offense some balance. And yes, I don't mind overspending for Saquon if that's what it ends up being to the tune of 13 mil a year, 14 mil a year for the next three years and squeeze every last bit of juice. Wring that towel dry, Joe and get the best out of Saquon in a quality offense for the next few years before he's cooked. Do you know who was uh, top three in rushing this past season? No CMC is one. Who's a, who's mm-hmm. a surprise name that most people would not know? Surprise name. Surprise name for rushing yards this season. Rushing yard, Man. Jacobs wasn't there because he was hurt. Uh, who played 16 or Derrick Henry games. was second. Derrick Henry was second. Right? I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, Third in the I NFL in rushing Third. yards is Kyron Williams. Jeez. In, in limited action. Remember, he missed a handful of games too. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I'm not overspending for Saquon or Henry. So what's the ceiling? Can they be top five, top three in rushing? Yes. But the difference between number three and number 15, I don't think it's much. 
I think that's just where we were, where we are. And you and, mentioned what the Steelers did. I, I'm in the group that was like, give Warren more run. He needs sure. more run. And there were a few situations like that, you know. And, and he did deserve it. Yeah, and, and, and he made Mike Tomlin look smart for it when he did get start to get the ball more. You know, in one of the final True. acts of the Matt Canada regime, he made sure to get, <laughs> get Jalen Warren the ball a little bit more, and it did work. I'll say this. I think Barkley and Henry, for as much as we think of them as marquee guys because they're some of the best at their position in the league, we, to your point, if we stop thinking about running back as a marquee position, then you can get on board with still paying these guys a decent amount of coin if you're adding them to what's already a playoff caliber roster to become a championship caliber roster, right? Philly, it's icing on the cake. Baltimore, it's icing on the cake. Dallas keeps Dak from having to throw 45 times a week. I think maybe that's the way to look at those guys. Maybe you're a little more comfortable with it. Are we comfortable with what Mel Kuyper has done with this mock draft and the first day of combine workouts tomorrow? We keep it moving with the NFL and some cognizant classic picks before the end of the hour here on BetQL Daily.